indeed to the uh, welcome indeed yes indeed welcome to the portable magic dispenser a library podcast for your school library public library whatever library you're in <clears throat> today uh, my name is Lucas and I'm the librarian at a high school in South London um, today I'm going to talk to you about uh, book talking book promoting um, I'm not claiming I'm some expert but I've done it for about 15 years so maybe does that make me an expert I don't know have I done my 10,000 hours remember that book who was that guy the tipping point um, I didn't I, <laughs> I I liked it uh, but he had another book about uh, you need 10,000 hours to be an expert um, yeah I don't know I guess um, I don't know what that there's no magic number I don't think it's about anyway <laughs> I'm pretending like I'm, I'm so pretentious like I'm I know more than that guy um, anyway uh, I don't know why I'm bringing that guy up um, he may be a really nice person he may be a, a genius I don't know um, he may be a complete idiot I have no I don't really know him at all um Book talking, that's what we're here to talk to you about. I want to discuss this because what happens for me, so I'm very lucky that in the library we've got um, uh, year 7, year 8, and year 9, so ages 11 to 13 all have a library lesson once every two weeks. Uh, and that's amazing for me. I'm very lucky that that happens. Uh, I was lucky that when I walked into the school library when I joined the school, I should say, almost 10 years ago now, which I can't believe. I cannot believe it's been nearly 10 years. Um, I honestly don't know what's happened in 10 years. Like, a lot has happened in 10 years, but um, uh, I cannot believe it's been that long. And um, I'm never stuck with a job this long. I usually, to be perfectly honest, get fired, uh, usually because of incompetence. Or because of some sort of horrible um, me, well, incom being incompetent, you know, me not knowing what I'm supposed to do. Um, I am an autistic person who cannot figure a lot of things out easily. Therefore, I get confused, I uh, get frustrated, uh, and it has resulted. I'll, I'll tell you, here's a story about me getting fired. I worked, I'm drinking coffee, sorry. Um, I used to work in a, should I say the name? Um, I don't care. I used to work in this horrible, horrible shop in Bristol, UK. I like Bristol. It's a pretty good uh, place. <laughs> uh, the place was called Kitchens. Um, I think there was one in Bristol and one in Cardiff, Wales. And I don't know. I, I'm a, I could Google it right now, but I'm busy. Um, it was awful. It uh, And they were awful, uh, to be perfectly honest. And I got fired from there. Um I may have told this story before in this show, so sorry if I have. Um, you're like, when, when is he going to talk about book talking? Just fast forward. Um, so my my it was I was desperate. I was at my end of my rope with employment. I couldn't find anywhere to work. Um, this place was a little hole in the wall on this cool road i think it's called white ladies road or something like that it's this cool road on bristol it's like a hills all kinds of cool shops um i got bitten by a dog on the way to the interview so i've never been bitten by a dog in my life i've never been i have had i've owned dogs my whole life uh never been attacked like that 
I it was like I think it was March or April, so I had like this kind of whatever fleece, like a thin jacket on. I was walking down the hill to the interview. I was early. I had my hands in my pockets. I'm on the left-hand side of the road walking down, waiting to cross the street with their backs to me is a very large poodle and a woman. I am not even thinking about them. I'm thinking about the job interview. I walk past them. As I walk past uh, before they cross the road, the dog without any, I didn't even register it was a poodle until it attacked me. The dog spun around and bit me through the jumper. And it had such a grip on my hand that I could not get my hand out of my own jumper or my jacket. That was my right hand. <laughs> it has punctured through the jumper and punctured through my top of my hand. And it's going crazy. Um, I had no alternative. I am not a violent person. But I punched the dog in the face um, with my left hand of as many times as it was required to remove it from my hand. <laughs> And the woman did the thing that every dumb dog owner does when their dog freaks out. And that is looking at you in, in shock and saying, they've never done that before. It's like, well, I'm glad I could be the person to test your theory out of your, your horrible dog. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I think I did the Canadian thing and I was just like, don't worry about it. Um, sorry that I made your dog bite me. I walked down the hill. My hand is openly bleeding now. There is, uh, I am brand new to the UK. I don't know that the word boots means pharmacy. I think boots means it sells boots. I struggle to find a pharmacy. Um... Anyway, the point is, uh, did not did not start well, did not bode well. Um, they called me back for a second interview. This job was, I, I can't describe it. It was selling, it was on commission, I think. I, I don't even really know. I didn't get paid very much, I know that. Um, my job was selling salt and pepper shakers, so that was it. Um, and I couldn't do it. I didn't sell one, and I got fired. Um, but they were sneaky people. Um, they would do this is when like bread machines were just coming out. So everybody was losing their mind that this machine could make bread. Um, and they're like, go upstairs and uh, make some bread. The smell brings in people. Uh, so I went up and I had never used a bread machine, no clue. Uh, couldn't follow the instructions, didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know that you had to, like, you weren't supposed to mix anything, everything. It's just stupid. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, the bread machine uh, finished. It smelled like burnt oranges or something. The bread that I did was uh, maybe a quarter of an inch high. Really good. Really good if you're a, you're a wood louse. Um the but what was important about the bread machine experience was that they tell you to do it and you're in this little horrible, filthy little staff room kitchen thing that was literally a closet. I'm struggling, I'm sweating, you know, I didn't know a clue. 
Um, I do the bread machine thing. I come back downstairs. This guy pulls me aside. No clue who he is. He works there, but I don't know his name. There were a lot of people who worked in this tiny little shop. I'll say that. Um, uh, he goes, did you do the bread? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but I did it. Uh, well, just, no, he goes, just tell me straight. Did you, did you just do the bread machine? I go, what do you mean? He goes, uh... Did you do anything else up there? I was like, like what? I was like, they told me to do the bread. I did the bread. Uh, he goes, no, but like, did you mess around? Did you like stop me? You read? Did you? <laughs> I was like, no, I made the bread and I came back down here. Why? And he goes, because they're they're timing you, they're watching you. Um, this is all. He goes, it's all a test. Everything's a test in here. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, so I don't know if he was paranoid but they were definitely watching because they knew I didn't sell one salt and pepper shaker and told me to hit the bricks as they used to say um within a few weeks I think I lasted three weeks there and they um I had one joke that I tried to draw people into the salt and pepper sh uh, shaker racket um we had a set of salt and pepper shakers that were made by Peugeot um I think I have a feeling I've told this thing beyond this show anyways um, Peugeot, is that how you say it? The car company? The one that looks like a lion or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they made salt and pepper shakers, but they, were, they had this stamp on there. And uh, I wanted, they were expensive. They were, they were really expensive. And I wanted, it, I really wanted people to ask about them because I had one joke. And one time it worked, the guy, not worked, but didn't buy him, but I got to say the joke. The guy said, uh, huh. Peugeot makes salt and pepper shakers? And I said, yeah, they are the Rolls Royce of salt and pepper shakers. And he just, he reacted like, I don't know, like a gnat had flown into his ear. You know, like, just like, oh, yeah, like, like no react, like, like, like something's like in his eye. You know what I mean? Like just bothered, just bothered for a quarter of a second by that remark. Um... And I did not like the people, the the management. They were horrible. So they were really snobby and rude. It's like, you're working in a friggin', uh, you know, you're selling steak knives, you know. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so is this related to libraries? It is because that's how I became a librarian because I was so desperate. I Googled, after I got fired from that place, I Googled jobs for people who like to read because that's really all I wanted to do. And I, librarian never occurred to me, never in a million years. And for some reason, a program in Canada popped up in Nova Scotia. It was a, and they have a good program. Well, they had one, sort of. I had my own issues with that, but I made it through it. Um, and now here I am talking to you about book talking. So here we go. Eleven minutes in, you could, I uh, could go back and say, uh, fast forward to eleven minutes. And you can um, you can uh, hear me talk. Um, so when I have these library lessons in the library, good place to have them. I have um, sometimes it's like the same students who will stand up and talk about their books, and I want them. I want those students to feel comfortable promoting their books, recommending books to others, you know, talking about their books. But um, sometimes you get – I also want to reach the students who are shy or not feeling comfortable um, 
or don't feel confident. I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. And I would, I never, in the library setting, I never force anybody to speak uh, in public. I hated it in school when I was called on. That was, I just, now it's like I wish they could because I try to make people laugh. And even if it doesn't laugh, it makes a good story later. So anyway. Um, what I But I never, never uh, pressure anybody. But what we do to kind of help them maybe – I just think everybody should have a chance to speak publicly, get that kind of under their belt. Even if it's in a classroom, it's a really brave thing to do for someone who's, who's, who's shy or not confident. Um, so we have this book review system. And it's really simple. I don't do AR. I've talked about AR before. I don't know anything about an accelerated reader. If you use it and like it, amazing! Like congratulations. Um, the re- one of the reasons I don't use AR is really out of spite because um, I'm very fortunate that people email me a lot to say, "Can I come and visit the library?" Um, sometimes I don't know why they want to, but I'm really, really I love love it when they do that because I like talking to other librarians and I like to learn things um, from them. Because uh, I don't really consider myself a quote-unquote traditional librarian or even a good librarian, to be perfectly honest. Um, uh, whatever. Um, but I try. I'm, it just takes me a long time to do every, everything. It takes me longer than most people to figure things out. Um, so anyway, somebody did that. Can I come? And they said they were a librarian. And I didn't even think. I was like, yes, please, uh, if I can help, be of help at all. And they were like some sort of pitch person for AR or whatever, uh, PR person or something. And they just tried to sell me PR and I got uh, PR, AR, uh, accelerated reader the whole time. And I vowed I would never use it <laughs> spite, um, because of that. And I've heard it's a huge time sink. Uh, and I like to do things my own way. I don't like to be told really what to do. Um, so, and I think AR kind of just dictates what to do, which is fine if you like that kind of thing, but I don't. Um, so we have our own book review system, and they're in houses. There are four different houses, and we have sheets. They can little, they're almost like revision card style book review sheets. They can take one whenever they want, and they can do them online. So we have a virtual learning environment. They can write one online, and it gets sent to me and my colleague via an email immediately. Um, so that's really good, and I'm really I love to have that now. On a book talk day, what will happen, not a book talk day, but if I decide to run this program, um, everybody gets one of these in their houses. Okay, I put them on the tables for them. I, oh, I put them on a stacks and they can grab their own based on their house. Okay? And um, so um, they uh, – what, what am I trying to say? So I say, look. I just want you to jot down a book you've read recently or a book that you've read this year, okay? If you haven't read a book this year, think of a book you read last year if you've finished one or a book that you even enjoyed, a comic, manga, anything, okay? Uh, and just write, even if you want to just write bullet points, why you liked it, what it's about, who wrote it. If you don't know who wrote it, put your hand up and we'll find out right now. And I've done that a lot. Like, sir, who's the author of this, blah, blah, blah. Who's the author of this? And I just go around. And then I go around literally almost every student and try to f- and see what they've got, okay? Then, then that takes a while, okay? Because we have 30 students, and that takes a little while. Um, so 
once we've got that under our belts, I then say we're going to do a little. We're just going to do a little. Comp- I, I turn it into like a competition, but it's not, it's very fun. Everybody at the end gets a bookmark or something. Okay, so I just did this free book fair for all year eights. Every year eight with three hundred free books coming to the library just over the since September. Um, uh, one of the most proudest things <laughs> that I've done. Um, but anyway. Uh, I then do a book talk, a really quick book talk. I said, we're going to do like um, 30 second book talks. I put a timer up or I just put my watch on. Uh, Let's see. Um, I could talk about uh, a book called... So I'll grab, like, uh, The Book of Secrets by Alex Dunn. If you haven't read The Book of Secrets by Alex Dunn, you need to buy that right now for your library for ages. I would say 9 plus, um, perfect middle grade read. Uh, and I'll say, okay, 30 seconds, uh, here we go. Uh, this is The Book of Secrets by Alex Dunn. It's set in Ireland, and it's about these uh, magical fairy creatures that come from, like, a Feywild uh, alternate dimension into our world. Uh, and these aren't the fairies that are really nice. They are really, really terrifying. And they kidnap uh, Cat's sibling uh, and another uh, sibling of another friend or a person she's not really friends with but kind of friends with. And they kidnap them and take them back into this horrible, frightening world. And Cat and her uh, not-so-friend friend must venture into this world and get them back. It's terrifying. It's adventurous. It's funny. Uh, it's everything you need in a uh, in a middle grade novel, and it's um, just amazing. So uh, that's it, that, and I'll say something like that. That's all you need to say, and I'll, I'll tell them. You know, you've got it. You've got the author. You've got the setting. Okay, you've got the villains in a sense. Um, and this book is amazing. And you've got the hero or the heroine. You've got you know the protagonist. Um, and then if you can fit in, I mean that wasn't even thirty seconds. I don't think I want you to fit in why you enjoyed it, what you what you liked about it. Um, and I'm going to time you, uh, and I'm pretty pretty flexible with the timings, but um, I try to do that like that because I try to do it in a way that's energetic because I want them to kind of put some energy into it. They will always, always, always ask if they can do it in a group, um, and I will usually say no just to be really mean. I'll say I want these done on their own. I have done them in groups, but what happens is always one person does zero work. <laughs> And just sits there and just stands up and does nothing. So I will, you know, um, say you got to do this on your own. And then, because they've had time to prepare, because I've we've been walking around myself and the English teacher have been walking around helping them. I find it brings out um, those who are usually a little less confident. You know, it's not like on the spot. They've had time to think about it. They've had time to write down some information. They've had time to be, you know, consider what they want to say. Um, and I just, I put up on like a, I take like a, a little flip chart and I just write down the bullet points of things. They don't have to cover them, but they can do if they want. You know, main, uh, the title, the author, the setting. These are the things you could talk about. And, I do in a way like I always like pretend. So I think I've talked about this before, but um, what you know, let's pretend like you've got thirty seconds before the bell rings, and you you really want to promote a book to a friend of yours. You really want them to read it because there's nothing better than reading um, a book together. And this is what I've noticed this year more than any other year 
is that we've had we've had, we have pairs of, of friends, so friends coming in together wanting the same book. That is tricky with budgets, but it, luckily we we are lucky with some books. We have this, like duplicates, like a kind of spark, um, like Book of Secrets, like um, When I See Blue, um, Rules for Vampires, and they read them in pairs. Uh, Fear Ground, these are all books. Dreadwood and those books. Um, uh, these are all amazing books, and we do have multiples of those because of part of our book award, which I've talked about my book award, uh, the book award, I should say, on other podcasts. So uh, you could always uh, check that out. So now <laughs> they've got the flip chart. They can look on the board for help. And what I'm doing is like we're we're trying to get as many students up as we can in these 30-second book talks. And we do like – almost like battle the books in certain ways like which book should survive like the next round and then we do another round um we narrow it down just in one lesson in one 55 minute lesson or one hour lesson it really is quick uh but it's like rapid fire and again there's gonna be students who still don't want to get up and talk and that is absolutely fine but what i find is that this is a way to get those that don't usually like to it brings out some some of them to give it a shot and it's also a great way to promote new books to students who haven't seen a book before, or, you know, haven't noticed a book before, or, you know, maybe they learn of a new book. And I'll book talk like maybe three or four books, just to, like maybe new books, um, and say, look, you can check these out. And I think, because I think what happens if you stand there and talk forever about books, um, about a book or multiple books, they will glaze over. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's. Um, this is one way to kind of like rapid fire keeping their attention. You know, you should pay attention to this because you're going to be doing one in a minute, you know, things like that. So, um, it's really, really good, good way to get them excited about books, make it into a little competition. So you have 30 seconds. Um, we're going to see which book gets the most applause, which one. Um, I try not to make people feel bad or anything like that about it, but we try to like just make it fun and laid back. And at the end, everybody gets a bookmark um, or something like that. Um, so that's it, really. That's how we do it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I uh, hope you do some book talking in your uh, in your future. And uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and get those salt and pepper shakers off the shelves. Uh, take it easy. Talk to you soon. Bye.